On The Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. So open up your Bibles to the book of Luke, please. Open the Bibles to the book of Luke. Happy Christmas and today a peace, peace-filled Advent. I want to start with this verse. I know I've read it before because I've read through the Bible. I've read through this book, but man, I totally missed this one. It's Luke chapter 1. Watch this. Now, somehow I just kind of missed it, you know, because we just jump into Luke 2 at Christmas time, don't we? Right? Here's Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 78. Listen to this. Because of God's tender mercy, mm, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. And then we get into, and at that time, Roman uh, had had this uh, survey and they were wanting to take the census and get over the people and Joseph and Mary went. But this happens right before that. There is a darkness And light is about to shine into that darkness, about to break upon us. And those who are sitting in the shadow of death, this sets up the Christmas story. Before I get going this morning, I want us to consider a question. I'm going to leave us for maybe, oh, I I want to say 30 seconds. I think it would make you very uncomfortable. So I'll I'll try 10 or 12. How about that? I want to leave, I want to just, I want us to ponder a question in silence. When... When, where, where do you feel a lack of peace right now? Twelve seconds. That was long, huh? Imagine if I doubled it to thirty. Right? You're like, no, don't do that. Please, don't make me uncomfortable. All that quiet, right? When was the last time our mind was at peace? When was the last time your spirit was quiet and restful? It's been a rough couple of years. It's been a rough couple of years, and I tell, there are a lot of people who can't remember the last time they were in total peace, where. It doesn't matter. I know these things financially are happening, but it doesn't matter. See, here's what happens. I'm in peace in this area, and then this thing comes to disrupt the peace. And then I'm in peace in that area, and this thing comes to disrupt the peace. In today's world, we are bombarded with messages, constant messages, day in, day out. And you know what? It's noisy. It's just noisy. We have very little quiet that's not filled with something. Here's the problem, and if you've got your app open, you can fill this in. Christmas has become an external celebration. We, we've missed something. There's the critic. I, I, listen, I'm not a Grinch. I know I have my Grinch lights on. I, I'm not a Grinch, but Christmas has become an external celebration. We have, we have forgotten about Christmas. R- really, when, when you just break down the percentage of the time, we're in the Advent mode versus the Christmas mode. 
Christmas mode. Lights up, shopping being done, food, parties going, getting a schedule, calendar. <laughs> That's Christmas mode. Advent is... <sighs> See, Christmas has become this external celebration. It seems to get louder as we're managing that schedule, all those meals, all the gift exchanges that we're involved in. And that's why I've been encouraging us. Well, actually, I'll take that back. I believe that's why the Lord encouraged me to encourage us. Why don't you cover that with Advent? Because it happens that fast. And here's why. You can fill this in. Advent is an internal preparation. See, it's not like, it's not like I've got to get ready for the Christmas dinner. Have to run over to the grocery store, make sure I get the yams. Have to cover them with marshmallows, right? I, I don't know what that family recipe is for you, right? That, that's not the preparation I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jesus come, not just to Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, but come to Canyon Country today. Come to Valencia, Stevenson Ranch, New Hall, Saugus, wherever you are from. Right? Come, come today. Watch, this is Advent. And I look forward to your coming again. See, Advent's just very different. It's an inner hope. Advent is about an inner faith, an inner joy, and today, this inner peace. That's what I want to talk about today. Wouldn't it be nice if this Christmas we enjoyed real peace? Wouldn't it be nice? Asking for peace right now sounds like trying to find a parking space at the mall on December 24th. Like, I was there yesterday. I drove around the mall twice. And I was on the, I was on the, the, the backside of it. Right? So I'm driving around I'm twice. And I finally, I'm just like, you know, I finally went up an aisle and just went, and I pulled over to the side and they just put my blinker on. And I just sat. And I know people would come up, come up behind me knowing, okay, they're going to go around because I'm waiting for a spot, right? Because I have my blinker on. And then they would pass me, and I know they're going, hey, you know there's nobody in that car, you know? <laughs> right? I just sat there. And soon enough, people came out, and they waved at me, third car from the curb. They moved. I'm like, thank you very much, right? And I just, I, I was like, why am I driving around the mall? Can you imagine on the 24th? Oh, Lord Jesus. It seems like the best we can do these days is close our eyes and try and remember that. That one time this last year, remember it was like in March or something, I felt okay. I had peace, right? Sometimes when I feel anxious or overwhelmed, I found myself, I find, I find myself tr trying to find peace, searching for peace. And so what I do is I'll be in the middle of something and I'll just open up a new tab on my browser. <laughs> just go YouTube something and waste my life. In the name of, I'm just like stressed out. It's kind, of, it's kind of like, please hold. Your call will be handled in the order it was received. Goodbye. And you ever get on the customer service and they hang up on you? You're like. <laughs> and here's what happens. Even if I distract myself, and those 10 minutes never really offered me any kind of peace. It was distracting. See, our way of peace, our way to peace began as a labor of love, literally a labor of love, the birth of love on that first Christmas 2,000 years ago. And the angels announced it like this in chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Here's the way the angels said it. 
Angels joined by a host of, other, uh, of others, the armies of heaven. And here's what they're saying while praising God. Glory to God in highest heaven. Listen to this now. And what? Peace on earth. To those with whom God is pleased. Now that's the part where it gets kind of funny because the question I go is, well, who are these lucky people with whom God is pleased? Who are the ones that, that God is pleased with? I want to know who's that because I want to be one of that. Who are these people? Is it a special few? And I want you to understand something. Please, please catch this. As we're looking in our Bibles, it's hard, it's hard for us to understand, but as you're looking in the Bible, you have to understand that at this time, this 2,000 years ago, the religious, the, the, the religion and God was accessible and it was reserved for men. It was reserved for Jews. It was reserved for the righteous. It was reserved for the healthy and the wealthy. That's who got access to God as Jesus arrives on the scene. The thing is, is that once Jesus takes out his, and unfolds his ministry, you can watch him, and he's proclaiming the kingdom reign of God. Watch this. Remember who, we're ta- who it was for? Jewish men, healthy, wealthy, right? Righteous. We watch Jesus proclaim it to women and children, unrighteous, sickly, poor, Gentiles. Everybody's included. Everybody gets it. So I go, what is this peace? This peace that is proclaimed here is a, the peace that we're going to look at today. It's a unique peace. It's a peace that only a Messiah a savior, a rescuer can offer. And it's for anybody who wants it. Anybody who wants this peace can have it. Jesus explicitly tells us that he could and would bring us peace. But the way that he would give it to us wouldn't be through our circumstances. Watch this now, because this is really careful. It's not gonna be through the circumstances. See, it's not, watch this. I'm gonna give you peace so you'll have no more conflicts. He said, I'm gonna give you peace in your conflicts. Can you, I, I prefer door number one, right? I want the no conflicts option. Can we do that one? No, 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 no. In this world, you will have troubles. But don't worry, I've overcome the world and my peace I give to you. Oh yes, Lord, that's what I want. Here's what he says in John chapter 14. He says, I'm leaving you with, watch this, a gift of peace. Peace of mind and of heart. And the peace I'm giving to you isn't something that the world can give. They don't even possess this kind of peace. They'll try and sell it to you, smoke this, drink this, eat this, spend this, buy this, and you'll have peace. Anybody hearing those commercials these days? But Jesus says, no, 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 listen, they they don't have peace. And then he ends it with this. So don't be troubled. This is the big one. If you boil it all down, it comes to this one. Don't be afraid. So that first question I asked us, when was the last time you felt peace? Listen, here, I'll, I'll reword it for you. When was the last time you weren't afraid? Because fear is what causes the dispeace. <laughs> it's like, 
I'm afraid that I'm, the doctor's going to be calling and that the diagnosis is going to be. I'm afraid that the credit card company's going to, my kids are going to, my spouse is going to, the car is going to, the washing machine, the dryer, the whatever, the job. It's fear. And Jesus says, I came to give you peace. Don't be afraid. Throughout his ministry, Jesus would often tell the people that he had just healed or people that he had interacted with. He, he would say this. He helps them. He goes, he does this. Go in peace. Whoa. He doesn't say, go, because now you're healthy. Go, because I healed your leprosy. He says, go in peace. And, and that's not just his preacher way of saying, later, guys. Peace. That's not it. It's an acknowledgement that what, what he had just, what, what was just going down was a, was a chance for someone to walk away in peace. Jesus didn't seem to prioritize even the physical healings that he did. He never went, pretty cool, huh? I did that. It wasn't about the healing. It, see, fixing their situation wasn't the big deal. Somehow, more important was the fact that they are now in harmony, at peace with God. Go in peace. Wait, what? So what is it that got them there exactly? Because if it's not the circumstances, if it's not the removal of the leprosy, if it's not the removal of the, of the crippledness, if it's not the removal of the blindness, the deafness, if it's not the removal of the circumstances, what was it that actually brought the peace? And I think the, the answer for us, you can see it in the woman who is healed from bleeding for 12 years. If you turn to the book of Mark, Mark chapter five, the whole story is in Mark chapter five, but in verse 34, Jesus says this, he, he heals her, and then he says this, hey daughter, I want you to know, your faith has made you well. And then he gives that phrase, go in peace. What, and he finishes with this one, listen to this, your suffering is over. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is done. Her faith was the catalyst, not only for her healing, but also for her peace. Her faith led to peace. Her, her peace is what ended the suffering. Because when I'm at peace, I'm really not suffering. Physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, I'm not when I'm at peace. Because it's an inner thing. The kind of peace that Jesus gives comes only when we respond, when we move, when we act, when we risk something on him and in him to move. And it shows that we really believe you are the Savior. You are the Messiah. That's faith. And that's what she said. I knew you could heal me. I just need, here's what she said. I just needed to touch the clothes you're wearing. Talk about faith. I didn't need to have a conversation with you if I could just get within distance of you. Jesus hands out peace to people who see who he is, the people who come to him, not, not just thinking good thoughts. That, that drives personal pet peeve moment. Sending good vibes your way, shut up. Your good vibes do me nothing. I'm not okay. But see, these people, one after another, it's amazing, they stand up. 
They call out. They raise their hands. They push through crowds. They cry at and on his feet. They recognize his authority. They ask for forgiveness. They dig through roof, right? Get it. I got somebody. Drop him down. These are the people who move with faith. And I'm telling you, those are the people who walk away with peace. These are the people who walk away with peace. They're the ones with whom God is pleased. I go, oh. Beloved, that could be us today. May God grant you in your desperation, to the level of your desperation. I think that's the way he functions. I don't need him. Then I won't show up. How desperate are you? How badly do you want this thing to be affected, to change? You you need this peace. Again, inner peace, inner hope, inner joy, inner, if there's something inside this faith even that's going on. And may God grant you to the level of your desperation. May he grant you his presence to the level of your desperation. I'm okay. I got it today, Lord. You can, you can stay in heaven. I don't need you today. I got work. I got, I, got, I got this. I know exactly what's happening today. I've checked my schedule twice. Found out who's naughty and nice. I mean, uh, you're right. I don't, and, and he goes, okay. Then I won't show up. But you read it. You read through the gospel. At just the right time, Christ came. At just the right time, Christ died for us. At just the right time, he arrives. At just the right time. And I go, wow. And it's constant. It's this constant, constant movement. What would it look like for us to come to Jesus in faith right now, desperate for peace with whatever circumstances we're facing? I'm unsettled at this thing. It's got me unsettled. Go back to fear. What are you afraid of? Well, what are you afraid of? You're unsettled, so the question is, what am I afraid of? What if today we made a bold move and said to him, hey, Jesus, I know who you are, and I'm coming to you. You're the only one who can give me peace. What if we came to Jesus today and said, you're the one, and I'm coming to you. Because you're the only one that can help me. Isn't that what his disciples said? He turned to his disciples, right? He, he, he went through this really crazy teaching, right? He said, this, is, this bread is my body, and this cup is my blood, and you drink it and you'll have life. And everybody's like, weird, and they leave. No, no, this happened, right? They all get rid, and they're, they're like, this guy has lost it, right? Then he turns to his disciples and says, hey, are you guys going to leave me now? Like they just did? And you know what, and you know what, you know what they reply with? Where else are we going to go for words of life? Where, where, where else is there? You're all I got. I've seen you do things. I've seen you transform, not just the physicality, the deafness, the blindness, the, the lameness. I've seen you transform people. Where else am I going to go? See, I think those are the people that God brings peace to. What if we, in our desire for peace, we approached him? And keep in mind, again, the peace that Jesus is giving is not the way the world gives it. Remember what he said? Not the way the world gives it. See, most of us want peace as better life circumstances. 
That's the way the world gets peace. If I just had a million dollars, if money is your answer, you don't know the question. If money is the solution, you've been asking the wrong questions. That's the world's answers. Peace in the world is a smooth project at work. No, that's not the kind of peace Jesus is offering. Oh, peace in my marriage and in my parenting. That's not the kind of peace Jesus is offering. The kind of peace that Jesus is offering is different than just our health, our prosperity, our safety, our comfort, our happiness. Jesus is going, no, I want to do something inside you. And I go, okay. And he gives it to those who approach him like a kid, humble, wide-eyed, ready. Okay, let's play. Maybe even hesitant, maybe sometimes through tears. A child is never embarrassed to go to a parent when they've hurt themselves and in tears until we tell them, stop crying. You don't need to cry about that. We tell them this is worth crying and this is not worth crying. See, a child just knows. <laughs> and we go, there's nothing there. Stop it. See, that child comes to Jesus. We come to Jesus knowing he's the only answer to what we're looking for. This is all I got. When Jesus proclaimed the kingdom reign of God, and he proclaimed it all over, and he said, and it is by faith that we get this peace. That's what Paul told us in Romans. Chapter five, verse one, he says this. We've been made right in God's sight by faith. We've been made right in God's sight by faith. Watch this. And that we have what? Peace. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We approach him in faith. We receive the peace. And in Hebrew, that, that word is shalom. And you may have heard this. I, I grew up in a Catholic home. My, my parents were uh, infatuated with Jewish traditions, and we celebrated the Sabbath. We celebrated Passover. We did all these things. We, had, we did all, it was amazing. But that was one of the things that we would say. Shalom, Shabbat. Shabbat, Shalom. We would greet one another on the Sabbath that way. And shalom is a well-wishing. Here's what shalom means. I'm going to bring it up here for you. This is the definition of shalom. When, when you hear the word shalom, two, two, uh, what's the word? Uh, syllables. So much talking. Shalom. May you be healthy, whole, and complete. May you know where you fit in the universe, and may you find tranquility there. That's what it means to be shalom. And shalom is both a greeting of arrival and a greeting of departure. It's how you say hello and goodbye. The only thing we would maybe get close to it is probably aloha. Aloha is something you say, aloha, when they're arriving. Aloha, when they're leaving. It's this same word, shalom. It's in, and in the Bible, it's in your coming and in your going. See, God made a covenant of peace, of shalom in our coming and going. He made a covenant with us. That's what Ezekiel says. I, I'm going to make a covenant. I'm going to make a deal of peace with you. The Messiah would be the prince of shalom. In our coming and going, Jesus is the prince of peace. He would be our source, the Bible says, of peace. Jesus is the source of our shalom. It's the only way we can come and go in peace is because of Jesus. And the Bible tells us that through God's Holy Spirit, that we actually experience this peace. Philippians 4, 7. It says that this peace exceeds anything. 
It exceeds everything that we can understand. His peace, watch this, remember this, guards our hearts and minds. That's what I need. With all the messages coming in, I'm overwhelmed with fear. Should I get the vaccination? Should I get the vaccination? Should I get the booster? <laughs> Everything, fear, 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 fear. Doesn't matter which way you turn. You should be afraid. No. The peace of God guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And God doesn't want us to just sit back and indulge in this peace. Great. <sighs> I have peace. I'm good. Nope. That's, that's step one. There's another step we're to be taking. As we think about God's peace this Advent, I want to remind all of us that our role in Advent is to actively make peace. You're responsible to make peace this family gathering that you're coming into. How can you make peace at work? How can you bring shalom? Not just with the second Advent, Jesus is coming again. But Jesus said this, I mean, he pointed out, he said, blessed are those who, partnering with the Holy Spirit, make peace, work for peace. Those are the ones that get blessed. I want to be that person. And Advent is that time where we're bringing peace to the world around us. While the world is pursuing all kinds of things, we're pursuing peace, especially as we look ahead to the full shalom that Jesus will bring when he comes again. 